Welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. My name is Phil Strum. So glad you're here with me today. My guest today is an all-time legend of women's wrestling. It is the one and only Mickey James. Mickey is challenging Trinity for the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Championship at Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory in Chicago on Saturday. She's one of the most decorated women's wrestlers of hers or really anyone's generation. Impact Wrestling is also in a unique time. This card has some crossover with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Both of their weekly shows are on Access TV. What is it like to be an impact at this point of Vicky James' career? What does she think about the women's scene in wrestling right now? We'll find out right now as we chat with Vicky James. So honored to have with me today one of the pioneers of women's wrestling in the knockouts division in Impact Wrestling, an 11-time champion between TNA Impact and WWE. It's the one and only Mickey James. Mickey, thank you so much for joining me today and Under the Ring no, Pro Wrestling Conversations. I appreciate it. Thank you. So let's start with the big match. You're challenging Trinity for the knockouts championship at Bound for Glory in Chicago this weekend. How excited are you for this opportunity, and how do you think you and Trinity match up one-on-one? Oh, well... Um, I am challenging, obviously, Trinity for the Knockouts World Championship, a championship that I actually never lost and that I had to relinquish due to injury. Um, so there's so many factors going into it, obviously. like I'm so excited. Uh, I think for the first time ever, this is the first time ever um, Trinity and I have ever been in a ring together in a singles match. Uh, we've had plenty of um, six women tag matches, eight women or battle royal style uh, matches, but never one-on-one. So I'm super excited about that for the opportunity to be in the ring with her. It's something that I've always um, wanted to do. And I know that, um, you know, she's going to bring her a game and I intend to do the same. Um, So there's, yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it. I think the fans are really excited about it. Obviously Chicago is sold out. uh, So that's amazing. I'm glad to hear it's sold out. That makes me happy. Uh, and it's, I think, you know, it's a new challenge. It's like, I, I, um, have never been in the ring with Trinity, obviously. So, um, I don't really know what to expect except for explosion, you know, is she's very dynamic. She's very explosive, um, and unpredictable. So that's why I say when I, when I don't know what to expect, but, I think it's going to be a great match and um, I hope to win the match because I would love nothing more than to win back the championship. I never lost. Um, but at the end of the day, I have said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, it's going to be a great match and I know the best woman is going to win. So now she joined impact wrestling while you were out uh, with your injury. What was your reaction when you saw that she was joining impact? Cause that was, that was a pretty huge move for, for impact to be able to make. It was a huge move. It was a huge move. And I think it was a, um, a great choice and a great fit for her as well. You know, uh, I love impact so much and, you know, I have a lot of love and loyalty, uh, for them for how they, uh, promote the women and promote the knockouts and for the freedom of, uh, you know, your character, Um, for the freedom of the match styles, the time and the true like equality across the board. uh, I think that it was a really great fit for me. And, you know, of course I was really sad to be out and have to lose the title and and, well relinquish the title. I should say I was really excited, uh, sad about that. But then, um, 
you know, I knew that Trinity was looking to find her place and where she was going. I, it was just a matter of time to find out where she was going to end up. Uh, and I knew she was going to shine no matter where, where she went. And I'm grateful that she chose impact wrestling because I do think that, you know, she is so different than any of the other knockouts. And that's one thing about the knockout locker room is that every woman is so, so different um, and dynamic that it really makes for a, a good uh, mix back there. And also style, stylistically, like out in the ring, it, it makes for good matches and, and different types of matches. Um, but yeah, I, I was excited to see her come in. And obviously she came in, um, she made her mission known, and she wanted to be champion, which I don't blame her. If you don't want to be champion, I don't know what you're doing, honestly, because that is... I think the end goal, and maybe that's just a championship, you know, a champion mindset, but in my opinion that you should always want to be the best. And if you're not vying to be the best, then you're wasting time that whether it's, you know, my time, the company's time, your own time, and time is way too valuable to waste and you should never settle for less than the best. And that's what she did. And uh, the people have really gotten behind her. You know, I feel like they've fallen in love with her in a whole different capacity and the type of trend that I know, you know. Uh, so I, I was honored. I was honored to see her come in and um, shine. And in fact, I was cleared for a while. I've been cleared for a while before I came back for Impact 1000. But I was so excited for my friend and I was so excited to see her winning and glowing and seeing the impact zone, just really embracing her as their champion. Uh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And um, so, yeah, but also as I'm sitting there waiting in the wings, you know, watching her shine with a title um, that I didn't lose, it was a bit bittersweet in a sense, because I'm watching my friend shine and I'm watching my friend glow, if you will. And mm -hmm. uh but I still have that quest for gold and, and I still have that piece of me eating at me going, you didn't lose that. Right. And I was on a real high after, you know, the last rodeo, last rodeo right. all of those things. And then to be sidelined with an injury is really frustrating. It's, it just kind of put a stop to everything. And I was, um, you know, in a real weird place about it, but coming back at impact 1000, I think it really reset and reminded me of why I love this business so much and the people and, you know, the electricity and the, and the building and the fire you feel when you're out there. And it was like, Oh yeah, I do love this so, so much. And I am a champion. Um, and so, yeah. To you, I mean, you look up and down this uh, Bound for Glory card, obviously you and Trinity is, is one of the feature matches on the card, but this is a stacked card. And it, it kind of reinforced for me that uh, Impact is kind of a destination for people right now, whether people are ready for it or not. Um, over the last little while, what made it appeal to you to be a place that you wanted to go? And, and uh, kind of what 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 has this kind of resurgence for uh, Impact kind of been like to be around for? Yeah, I, you know, Impact is one of those, like a lot of people sleep on Impact. And I've never, never understood it because I look at the roster and I look at the television product and the storylines and different things that they do and the packages. And I'm like, this is so great. You know, it, it, it really, really is great. My number one reason for choosing impact um, to come back was they chose me in the sense that 
when I left WWE, I wanted to do something for women's wrestling. Women's wrestling has always been to change the game for women has always been my number one priority since 1998 when I first stepped into a wrestling school and realized that we were different and we were treated different and the opportunities were different for women than there were men. And obviously that was very apparent, you know, on television and in every capacity, the way women um, were portrayed on television. And I was a fan. I was a wrestling fan. So it's not that I hated it, but I'm like, I always grew up a tomboy and I grew up very competitive um, and in the horse show world. Right. And um, I felt like, you know, we could make a real difference if there were enough women that worked really hard, that wanted to be wrestlers, that wanted to raise the bar, that eventually, hopefully we'd get to a time and a place and a space that women were given the same opportunities. They were seen as equals on that level of superstardom where they can share that name on the marquee, where they can headline pay-per-views, i.e. WrestleMania, where they can have all of these opportunities. And yeah, it's taken, you know, I say, oh, it's taken 20 years of my career to get here. But there's a hell of a lot of other women that it took um, to get to that place. And when I look at the rosters and every, every company has a really thick roster. And I think every uh, company has a really great women's division, honestly. Um, but I feel that for my schedule and for my life and for the freedom um, of that, but also how the women's division, the knockouts division is ran at impact and how they are seriously seen as equals. Um, it's really special. And I feel like they've always done a really great job before anyone else. They were the first to really do uh, an incredible job with their women and to promote them and to give them the time uh, that the men got. And, and so it felt natural for me. And it also felt very natural because when I was trying to do empower, and this is the real, real, when I was trying to do empower, I got a lot of kickback from you know, different companies of, you know, they didn't see the vision perhaps mm -hmm. that I, I truly um, saw. And I'm so, so grateful for NWA to give that platform and to host that first ever NWA Empower. Uh, but also when I look at it and those conversations or, or not conversations, I should say, um, and Impact and Scott Demore was the first ones to go like, we want to help you. And we would love to help you promote this on our show and we really want this to be successful successful for you and successful for the women and for the knockouts and i look at back and they gave so much time to help uh promote empower that they didn't have to do and it was a blessing it was a very big blessing and i think it was uh, a big catalyst in why that show did so well um but way to go on that. I mean, that, that was, that, 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 but it was a group. It was a group effort. Yeah. Like had it not been like this beautiful relationship of, you know, myself, obviously Nick was NWA world Ch heavyweight champion at the time. And Billy giving me the platform to be able to say, Hey, let's do this and let's do it together. Uh, and then impact really stepping on board and saying, we want to help you. Let's do it together. How can we do it together? And even AEW, like, sending a few of their girls and allowing yeah. their women to be a part of it 
uh, it was really, really special. And then to be able to lean on my friends, the legends that I've worked alongside with along that road to help, you know, build a show that would really be special. And in my mind and in my heart, it, it did so much. And I think that I could have been done after that. Um, but I think there's it, a lot more opportunities for things like so that. More opportunities. Yeah. And I felt like, you know what, out of everybody and out of everything impact um, and NWA both impacted me are real solid here. And when I think about the career of Mickey James and hardcore country was born at impact. And I knew I would be able to have the, and I would knew I would have the freedom to be hardcore country at impact in her truest form. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, with no questions asked and no apologies needed. So it just, it was home. It's my, it's my second home. Like, I feel like I started there as Alexis Slurry. I went to WWE. So I have two, two places I kind of like to call home in that sense of like, but impact has always been there from the foundation to coming back and give it and re revamping myself and becoming hardcore country to then coming back and helping me uh, in it like an equal partnership sort of way with empower and NWA. And then obviously to have the last rodeo and kind of tell my story and sing my song um, the way I want to. You read my mind on the next thing I had written down here. I wanted to go back in time if we can a little bit. The first place I saw Mickey James was in NWA TNA as Alexis Lurie. Yeah. Gathering with Raven and Julio De Niro and a young CM Punk. Yes. What, what was the experience like for you back in the asylum days, walking into TNA wrestling for the first time as you're making your way in pro wrestling? It was incredible. It, it was really, really incredible. Because at the time, I was Alexis Lurie, the Super Bowl. Uh, and I was mostly, I was training out of Maryland Championship Wrestling, MCW, uh, which was Bone Breakers at the time. And I was working with Ring of Honor. Uh, some, I was one, one of their first female matches, actually, on their television program. And, you know, so it was like a big, it was like a family. We were all so hungry together there. I mean, it was myself. It was Amazing Red. It was AJ Styles. It was, you know, CM Punk. It was... Samoa Joe, it was all these people and we were so young and hungry and Ring of Honor was providing a unique platform to kind of put eyeballs on us. And I remember when Raven came in because I did the first ever um, TNA pay-per-view. Battle well, Royal. Battle Royal, the, where the BB won, won the Battle Royal. And I right. remember being so devastated because I was like, oh, I feel like I'm ready and I wish it was me. And But everything happens for a reason, right? And so I went away and then I finally got an opportunity because Raven at the Ring of Honor show, he was working with, he was wrestling CM Punk and they were right. doing some bloodbath type. Dog collar matches. And stuff. Oh man, yeah. yeah, it was brutal. And I've always been squeamish when I'm watching blood match. And I know I've, I've, you know, broken the skin a few times. Um, but I've always been a little bit squeamish. So I remember it being really, really hard to watch for me. And cause it's the first time I'd ever seen anything like that live too. Like we, you know, I, the independents I did were mostly Virginia and Maryland and they're kind of, uh, their commissioners are a bit more, um, strict when it comes to that. Right. Kind of stuff. So to go to Philly and to be in Philly in this new environment and then, you know, so it was really cool because that's where I met Raven again, you know, where I really got to know him. And 
he is the one who approached me in the sense of like, you know, they want me to come into TNA. They want, it's a, you know, the new company. And obviously they've been up and running for a little bit, about six months about then. Yep. He's like, they want me to do like a flock. And of course I knew what the flock was, right? Because yep. who didn't? So he was like, we want you to do a flock. And, and my character, I've never been a gothic person or a character or anything like that. And so I had to go try to figure out what this gathering flock super goth girl was going to be uh and do some research there but i was so honored because i was when it was out of left field but it was based off of a match that i think i'd had i'd wrestled maybe sumi no maybe it was like a becky bayless or something on the show but i'd had a match at that show I mean, it could have been alice in danger i'm like i have to think back in my lost land of lost memories back here um, going through my ROH women's Rolodex right now. <laughs> yeah, well, it was. I only really had a couple matches. I yeah. had Stephanie. I had Becky Bayless. I had Allison Danger because uh, she was a part of like the Special K crew at the right. time. Um, and then I want to say I I Simply Luscious might have been around Luscious, then too. And then Sumi Sakai. Those right. were probably like the only, you know. But at the time, there wasn't women's right. matches and wrestling on TV, so it was awesome. Um, but yeah, so when Raven asked me, I was kind of a bit like, oh, is this real? Like, what's this going to look like? What's this going to be? But to then be able to go down there and sit under Raven's learning tree. And if you've ever listened to Raven or had a yep. conversation with Raven, you know, he's very in-depth um, and he's super cerebral in how he analyzes everything. Yep. And uh, it just, it was cool because it made me think about wrestling in a whole different way of like the whys. And, and it really was a, I think, a, um, an amazing thing for me because I was still very new and, and I knew how to do the moves, but I didn't know the first thing of why I was doing any of them. Right. And so he just helped me have a better understanding of both, you know, the in-ring performance, but also the business side, the, the, the behind the scenes, because a lot of the work gets done behind the scenes, you know? Um, and it was cool. And then Julio obviously was my friend and he had been my friend for a long time. And so to have him there as like my brother to look out for me, Julio Foberger, uh, it was awesome. And then they brought in, which was ironic because I go like he was fighting him and now he's CM Punk is on our team. But I was the first woman to ever do a Clockwork Orange House of Fun match. And for the longest time, the only one until Daphne, I think, did the second one. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was, it was really crazy and the, for them to be able to treat me like one of the boys and the fact that Jeff Jarrett didn't let up when we were having those matches, you know, he, he definitely, I felt like treated me like one of the boys as far as with some of those shots. And, uh, but I was, I loved it. I loved it. And it was so different and it just kind of made me step outside of my comfort zone as far as my character wise, but also, uh, I just learned so much. I learned so much from Jeff. I learned so much from Raven um, and Julio just took care of me the whole time. And I, you know, I'm always grateful for that. And then obviously it formed a friendship with my friend, Phil, who then I would not only share that time with him there, but I would share time with him at OVW. And then I would share, it's crazy how our, you know, careers at that, at that time in our lives were like, we're kind of weirdly synchronistic in that space because we even would go on to debut on Sunday Night Heat, which would never make television together. What's um, funny about that is I was actually just talking to Vic Delicious, aka Rob Begley, about an hour ago, and he said, he, he said, you know, he's like, you know, she was in my tryout match on Sunday Night Heat. <laughs> yes, 
it was, it was, I was managing on the floor and then I remember coming back and then, um, for whatever reason, I, you know, I think they threw us because I remember when they told us that they were going to pair us together and I go, well, this is odd. It's maybe because they saw us on TNA together. Right. Uh, cause I was like, his character is very different than the character I was doing at OVW at the time I'd changed from obviously this super like punky Brewster sort of bubbly character. Yeah. And he was still, you know, straight edge CM Punk. And I was like, this is very different, but maybe because they saw us on TNA together. I don't know. And then we come back through the curtain and Hunter's there and he's like, I really love you. And I really love you. But the two of you together, I don't get it. And then I'm like, no. Yeah, in, so terms, in, in terms of Rob, I'm based out of Poughkeepsie, so I've known Rob for about 16 years. So, uh, you know, yeah. that was his name this whole time. We're going to move on to something we call the three count now. It's going to be three relatively quick questions and your answers. First thing oh. I wanted to get was your um, your thoughts on the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame this year, specifically the broadcast team of Mike Tanay and Don West, uh, and kind of uh, thoughts on them, and then Tracy Brooks as well. Uh, I think all three of them a long time coming. You know, I adore Tracy. She is the OG, the OG knockout. Uh, the first, I think the first woman to ever be featured in Playboy. I mean, don't quote me on that, but certainly the first knockout. Um, and she's just a great, great woman and an incredible friend. Uh, as far as Mike Tanay and Don West, again, a long time coming. Like those two, I mean, Mike is in a whole nother world uh, all his own. But I think Don West, I had such um, a great relationship with him and, you know, he's truly, truly missed. And, and I think that his voice alone and especially on house shows, cause I was on all the live events at the time of, you know, um, hardcore country coming to life, I guess in the 2010, 2011, 2012. And Don was on all of those house shows and yep. his, voice and his energy was just infectious and his love and his passion for wrestling and for the for the fans and to get them fired up it was just really really special and i think that the entire impact community really you know misses him yeah. and i think we're all honored to be able to honor him and mike side by side uh, because to those two together we're like you know like peanut butter and jelly, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, second question, other than yourself, who is the best country music singer in pro wrestling? Um, Are there any other country music singers in pro wrestling? Aspiring, maybe just backstage people, you know, singing and you're like, oh, that's not that bad. Oh, that's not too, that's not too shabby. Um, well, you're, Chris you're Bay, the best judge. Chris so. Bay is not. Yeah. Chris Bay is not country, but I know he sings and he's, I saw he has a new single or a new music video nice. coming out. He's doing it. Um, I don't know. There's, there's a new, you know, it's amazing how many incredible like artists I go, I, I think the artistry and maybe it's because it's that side of the brain because wrestling kind of in, encases that, but from artist of drawing, like Sam Shaw is an incredible artist. Like his drawings are insane um but there's just like from writers to songwriters to musicians to uh yeah, the tracks the creative types, types of, very creative types in yeah. the world of wrestling uh and i think they kind of go hand in hand and it's always great to see and i tell everyone that if you have something else that you're really great at and you're passionate about please do it because it'll help you not go crazy yeah. when you're like well i'm not booked 
draw a picture. <laughs> just write a song. It's Very fine. Nice. <laughs> and then the last question, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you uh, thoughts on the new uh, general manager of SmackDown, Nick Aldis. He is so handsome. Is he not? <laughs> Have you seen this new GM? Hello, can I get his number? <laughs> no. I'm so, I can't tell you how excited I am for Nick. Like, he's worked a really, really long time, and there's been opportunities that, you know, perhaps he thought it would never happen, or we thought it would may never happen, and, you know, just different things along the way. And I feel like it's his time now and i'm so grateful that he's finally gotten an opportunity i know he's gonna kill it he's so great um on the microphone as it is but to be able to i think this gm role is perfect because he can be cocky and people can love him or they can hate him um and i just you know i'm i'm so excited for him and he deserves it more than more than the world and and i think um i was crying you know when we got the news and i'd been waiting for the, obviously the news to come out and uh, was trying to keep it as much as a secret as possible. So it was a big surprise. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. And it's amazing to see him finally, you know, live in the dream and live in his dream. And because, you know, we're obviously a, a couple and we are a team. Um, but I've had so much, like so many opportunities and, and so many amazing things in my career. And, you know, I feel like, a lot of people don't don't even know how good he is, um, and now they're going to see. Awesome, and, yeah. Mickey James versus Trinity for the Knockouts Championship at Bound for Glory in Chicago sold out this weekend and on uh, Fight TV. Mickey, thank you so much for joining me today on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I've really enjoyed this. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, and good luck. Thanks again, everyone, for joining me today on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I'd like to thank Mickey James, and I'd also like to thank Ross Foreman from Impact Wrestling for setting this up. Join us next week where our guest will be Mike Johnson from PWInsider.com. Mike is one of the most foremost reporters in all of pro wrestling. He's a great guy, and I've just been looking forward to having him on the show. So have a great week, everyone.